0: Mookie's return to Boston was a series win for the Dodgers. Mookie contributed in those wins. We'll talk about him and Freddie having a pretty hot six game road trip, and the Dodgers had a successful six game road trip. So that works out. We'll talk about Julio Diaz and his start and how it could have been better. And we'll talk about Gavin Stone, who was a surprise pick for Sunday and ended up pitching pretty well. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on (laughs) Dodgers. Locked on your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. If you search "Locked on Dodgers," and remember to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube to be notified of our new episodes and become a part of the Everydayers—that exclusive club of listeners that listen to this show or watch this show every single day, every Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening, watching, I'm Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder, and we're both Lifeline Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team. We watch all the Dodger games that we possibly can. We breathe the Dodgers into our lives and consume the Dodgers and talk about the Dodgers and what we believe is uh, knowledgeable and helpful to a fan base of Dodger fans. That's what we're here to do today. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, Dodgers won the series. Mookie returned. He got his big ovation. Other than that, Jeff, it was kind of a straightforward, good series. The Dodgers won two out of three, and now they come back home.
1: Yeah, it was a a solid series. And uh, actually, both of these series on this road trip, very easily could have been sweeps. Um, both of them, both games that they lost, they had a lead that they that they lost somewhat late in the game, and uh, you know those games happen. But it's pretty nice to sandwich those games with uh, around a bunch of wins, and so it's a lot easier to accept the the losses that could have been wins when there's a whole lot of actual wins too.
0: Yeah, we had Lance Lynn on Friday with. Uh... I guess at this point, vintage Lance Lynn performance, gave up three runs early, but held it down and uh, pitched deep into the game. Dodgers won that game. We'll talk about Gavin Stone, who pitched the bulk of the innings on Sunday and looked really good. Uh, First time we've seen him up in the majors for a while. But let's talk about Julio a little bit. That was the one game they lost. It was like you mentioned, Dodgers were up later in the game. Sixth inning, Julio gives up. Couple home runs, one of them a three run backbreaker to Adam Duvall that ended up being the difference in that game. Uh, but overall, I mean, Julio pitched well, 12 swings and misses, you know, was pitching very well into that inning. And even that ball that Duvall hit, that was a home run, would only be a home run in two stadiums the stadium they played in and the bandbox that is Minute Maid Park. So, all in all, it wasn't, It the numbers are going to look bad. And obviously, it's frustrating. Uh, but you know, it was not something to get super down on. But obviously, you would have liked to have that have not happened.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, really, it's that bad pitch uh, and, and or a couple bad pitches to to Duvall. He had him 0 and 2, uh, and gave up a hard foul ball before the home run. And it's you know, you you you'd definitely like to see better 0 and 2 pitches. But other than that, yeah, he looked really good. I, my question for you, Vince. I don't know if uh, if you're more familiar with Julio's repertoire than i am it seemed to me like his slurve was slower than usual was he throwing it slower it was looks like it was sitting high 70s to like i'm seeing anywhere from 78 to 81 Uh, high 70s seemed a little bit slower than that slurve usually is wasn't it
0: yeah it did seem a little bit slower let's see the slurve this year 79.2 he's been throwing it on the season uh maybe it had a little more to have more
1: break because yeah, it might have had a little more
0: loop to it than uh than it has. Um, I can look that up if you have any other thoughts.
1: Yeah, because I, I was actually pretty pleased until that home run. I was really pleased with Julio's performance. I thought he was showing good command and keeping guys off balance and really did have the slurve and the changeup and the fastball working for the most part. It was uh, you know, and, and Dave Roberts kind of said it after the game that it was kind of shocking how quickly it unraveled for Julio because. He was pitching really well, and then suddenly, crap! Three run homer. They're losing. He's get, give up five runs, and and we lost the game. Uh, but you know, it's I, I guess it goes to show one of the the sayings that a lot of people don't like is that every pitcher's cruising until he's not. And you know, when when people get mad about pulling a pitcher too too soon because he was cruising, I always say I'd rather pull a guy too early than too late. Uh, but Julio, there was no even inkling. I mean, his pitch count was great. And I mean, we were starting to think, hey, he might go eight this game, you know. And then, boom! Like it, it was, it was kind of a shocking turn of events because he really did look good for most of the game.
0: Yeah. So he had same horizontal break he's had all year, but he was a uh, more vertical break than he okay. has all season than the
1: average. So, how much is it usual? Usually? Uh,
0: usually he's at fifty in this, or usually he's at forty six in this game. He was at fifty.
1: Yeah, and i mean i mean you've seen some 52s in here so yeah so,
0: okay. maxed out at 58 is, is
1: oh wow yeah. yeah uh oh yeah there's a 57 of, yeah so it's uh maybe that's what it was it just a little bit different shape i wonder if that was a deliberate thing or if it just felt different that day or whatever uh because yeah it was working really well until it wasn't maybe if he had thrown that loopy slurve instead of uh you know hanging a fastball to to Duval, we'd be talking about a sweep
0: yeah i mean and realistically they probably would but yeah it was one of those where you feel good about the overall performance they're probably not going to play the red sox in the postseason and the other stadium the astros if they do play them it'll be in a world series so like you know that's the only thing is just like you know with julio where the knock is is he is good i getting out of situations with runners in scoring position, but it's usually based on contact and not so much strikeouts. And, you know, if that's, you know, where you want to fault him or, or, you know, where you might be considering faulting, like the Dodgers pitching staff as a whole moving into, you know, what would be October, that would be the one thing that scares you a little bit just because, again, it's it's it, – they're giving up contact. The good part is it's usually soft contact – the good part is they play at Dodger Stadium where, you know, soft contact plays a little bit better than some of these other stadiums. But, you know, it, it just happened to be that way this time.
1: Yeah. And they can choose where Julio pitches in the postseason. If they do think it's a, a Dodger Stadium thing, they can choose that. And I would much rather learn these lessons in an August game uh, with a 12 game lead in the division than learning them in October. So, you know, it, uh, it may be more information. It, it may just be noise because like, I, he did pitch really, really well until that pitch. So I don't think you can look at this game and say, oh, this proved again that he's bad away from Dodger Stadium because he was pretty darn good up until then.
0: Yeah, overall, the splits show that he's much better pitcher at Dodger Stadium. But this game specifically, you know, I wouldn't. Obvi- other than yeah. the fact that that ball would have been a f- fly out at Dodger Stadium
1: yeah yep yeah. So, yeah yeah maybe and that's it if uh yeah let them let them hit their fly balls and uh, unfortunately in the next segment we'll talk about another fly ball that that wouldn't have been a home run anywhere else so
0: yeah uh one no ryan brazier made his return to boston got booed and then uh shut the red Sox down when they needed it so
1: yeah i feel great for brazier because he really did struggle and and kind of got run out of town in boston and uh yeah, I, I'm happy for that, dude. hes I don't know if I've ever heard him talk. I don't have any idea, but he just seems like a nice, quiet guy who just likes to come out and strike dudes out. And uh, I like those kind of guys in the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I take that. Kike also had a big hit and, you know, was present throughout the series. So all the guys that did make their return, it seemed to go well for them, especially, you know, Kike and Brazier were guys that didn't have great time. You know, Mookie was loved and was still loved up until the point where he got traded you know, Kike was loved at one point, but then was not loved by the end of it. And then Brazier definitely on the wrong side of it. So get to see those guys come back and be able to contribute for the Dodgers against the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, as a bummer we didn't get to see Kenley in action, although it's good that we didn't get to see him in a safe situation. But he tweaked a hammy the day before the Dodgers got to town. And so he's not on the aisle, I don't think. But he wasn't – I don't think he was available for this series. But, uh, you know, we got to see pictures and videos of him reuniting with old teammates. So that's good enough for me.
0: Yeah, well, Justin Turner's a guy we'll talk about who did uh, do something against the Dodgers. So that's what's on tap. So let's get
1: locked on Dodgers. I'm trying to send us to the ads.
0: (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Have you ever been in a pinch where you need some cash before your next paycheck? You know, yeah. Things happen and, you know, car trouble is usually a big one. You know, maybe something with your kids, something like that. You need some money. You're in a pinch and you don't know what to do. Well, Dave can help you out because Dave is there to get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra extra cash advances on time. Finances are intimidating. That's why you need Dave. Dave can make your managing money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash advance Fee-free gold tracking and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier So what are you waiting for? Download Dave today at Dave.com slash MLB. That's Dave.com slash MLB. And you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to Dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member of FDIC. Thank you for making On Dodgers your first listen of the day. And if we're not your first listen of the day, make sure to change that. We're here for you every Monday through Friday, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Just watch, listen, subscribe, do all those things, become a part of the Everydayers, our exclusive group of fans. Remember, if you can't watch the Dodger game but want to listen, the home broadcast is available on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers. All right, Jeff, so on Sunday we were treated to – Gavin Stone getting some innings. He was called up. Uh, Brian Hudson was sent down. We knew Gavin Stone was in the building on Saturday. Uh, We kind of figured if you looked at it, that the Dodgers didn't have a starter. They were going to need some bulk innings. uh, And it kind of matched up that way anyways. But yeah, Gavin Stone came in and looked really good. Uh, There's some questions I will get to about if the Dodgers let him go a little bit too long. Uh, But overall he went six innings. He did end up giving up four runs, Uh, but that's, Besides the, the runs, were are a little bit besides the point at this time because we haven't seen him look this good since he's been in the – or in the major leagues this season. He went back down to the minors, had worked on some things, struggled a little bit, had been on a, a bit of a hot stretch these last you know few weeks down there in OKC, and seemingly brought that up to the majors.
1: Yeah, he he looked really, really good. And the the cutter was a pitch that we didn't see him use effectively – uh, or even at all in his previous stint in the big leagues. And that's something that he's barely been working on in the minors that was working well for him. And it allowed him to play off the the fastball and the change up a little bit more. Um, and, you know, he actually said after the game, talking to the media that he wished he had used the cutter a little bit more early in at bats, especially later in the game, uh, probably specifically thinking about those back-to-back homers he gave up to end his outing. Um, but overall, uh, Six innings, six plus innings, four runs allowed. That's like better than what I what I've said is the what we're looking for from these rookies. You know, if with this Dodgers offense, we we've said if they can give us five or six innings and four or five runs, well, he was the better part of both of those things. It's not technically a quality start, but with this Dodgers offense, it's an honorary quality start. It's one of those starts where, yeah, it's a it's an ERA of six for the game, but it's a win for the Dodgers because he gave them everything that they needed.
0: Yeah, the innings are priority at this point. And, well, for a guy like Stone, I, realistically, he's not in contention for October at the moment. If it is, it would be in a bullpen role. At, and, you know, they haven't really worked them that way other than coming in after an opener. But, yeah, he gave them the length they needed to get through the game. And the length was, you know, pretty good. He he only struck out two. So, he you know, still working on that, getting the strikeouts. But he did get the swing and miss. He did have... Uh, 10 swing and misses total five of them on the changeup couple on the fastball couple on the cutter one on the sinker so the good that's the good the good sign is from the changeup because that's his you know bread and butter pitch five five whiffs on 14 swings that's pretty efficient that's pretty good and you know the, against a red sox offense that's no slouch you know they they are fighting for a wild card spot as a team, but that's mostly because they don't have the pitching. The offense has been pretty good. The offense was coming off a 17-run game right before this series against the Astros. So it was, you know, good overall. I guess now we can get into, should the Dodgers have let him go out for that last inning? I saw a lot of people opposed to it. And for me, I can see the confidence angle of, oh, you know, let him go out on a, on a... But the confidence is there. He's struck, he struck this team down for six innings. I think going the extra one, gives you the confidence in the other way, like, Hey, they want to see what I can do beyond this. And, you know, didn't work out another one where one of the home runs wouldn't have been a home run in a lot of other places, but yeah, I don't see an issue with letting him extend out.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's, there's some parallels to the Bobby Miller game in Cleveland where Dave Roberts had Miller try to go for a seventh inning and, and the wheels came off for Miller and they ended up losing the game because of it. And, and like I said, On that episode, that one was more for the future. That was for Miller's long-term development of let's see what this guy can do. And and the risk reward of say if he does get through seven innings, that's a huge boost for him, confidence-wise and and future performance-wise. I think there's some of that here with Stone. I think it's also just as simple as if he can get through that eighth inning, you know, it, it would be his seventh inning because Ferguson pitched the first inning, but so if he can get through the eighth inning they only have to use one reliever. And the fact is they do fly home and they start a series immediately with the DX, and then they, and the Braves come to town. And so uh, their bullpen is in a perfectly fine spot right now, but you're never in such a good spot that you just willy nilly using relievers. His pitch count was solid. And I think the, the most important thing here is even with those back-to-back home runs, The Dodgers' win probability went from 982 to 92.1%. Even after the back-to-back home runs, the Dodgers were going to win this game. And so there was no risk to this game. The the Bobby Miller decision, it put the game at risk and ultimately they lost the game. Um, And so that was more of a thinking for the future. This was just... What harm could it do? It really – there's no lose here. Worst-case scenario, he gives up back-to-back home runs and we we pull him out of the game and we still win. And so, yeah, it was the worst-case scenario. But you look at Gavin Stone talking to the reporters after the game. He was smiling. He was happy that he contributed to a team win. He, Yeah, he wishes he hadn't given up those back-to-back home runs. Um, And and maybe maybe if Tristan Casas' home run earlier in the game doesn't go over the fence like it shouldn't have, that thing, cost us the, the two-run homer that he hit, the only two runs that, that Stone had allowed before the back-to-back homers, that had an expected batting average of .030, meaning it is a, only a hit 3% of the time, let alone a home run. Uh, it's a home run in exactly one stadium. That's Fenway Park. It was a 43-degree launch angle, which is what we call a pop-up, uh, everything about it. And so maybe if that thing doesn't go out, so he's actually thrown six scoreless innings, Maybe they do decide to pull him then, and he has just kind of a boom six scoreless. Let's not risk that. But you know, the fact is, he had thrown a solid game and he had a chance to eat up another inning to help the team a little bit more. He didn't succeed in that, but overall, it was a huge success. And I don't think there's any damage done at all.
0: Yeah, that's the homer I meant, not the two homers that he did actually give up. Uh, but either way, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was good to see from him because you know, to this point, we hadn't seen. A performance like that from him we've seen innings like that from him but not consecutively like the way he did it and like you said covered a big part of it Caleb Ferguson seems to be the guy that's the opener um which is a little bit interesting like you know is it one of those where if there was a potential playoff or they wanted to do an opener and he like is that to prevent him from pitching later uh, you know clean any I don't know but just kind of interesting that he continues to be that guy
1: yeah, and he hasn't really done super well any of the times he's done it. There's never um, been a clean any. There's always traffic, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, but, I mean, was that why uh, – because uh, what's his name? Devers wasn't in the lineup. Was that because oh, – I was because he got hit Yeah, I got hit by the pitch. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there's some strategy there. Maybe it was a Alex Verdugo thing because this was the only game of the series that Verdugo didn't hit a leadoff home run, so – uh, you know, maybe, maybe it worked in that way, but yeah, uh, it is interesting that, uh, he keeps being in that role despite not yet being great at it, but also they've won most of those games, I think. So, uh, and speaking of winning most of the games, the Dodgers have, uh, this was Gavin Stone's third, uh, bulk appearance, uh, well, he no, fourth. And uh, the Dodgers have had some success, even though he struggled. His his debut, remember, he left. Uh, I think they were down 5-1 to one when he left the game, and they ended up winning on the Max Muncy walk-off grand slam. And then the next time out against the Braves, he gave up five runs in four innings again, and they came back and won that game too. So uh, this one, he actually was able to contribute to a win, even though he's been part of wins quite a bit this year.
0: Yeah. So Mookie, return to Boston. We'll talk about it. Freddie. Good at baseball. Mookie and Freddie, both good at baseball. We're getting into all that. That's what's on top. so keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. What is a fantasy baseball pick? Well, it says, like it says, it's a fantasy baseball, and you make picks. You pick a player and you pick whether you pick a stat and you pick whether they're going to be higher or lower than the stat provided. And you go from there. So if you believe Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are both going to have more than one hit, then you would put the over if the over was at 0.5 or 1.5 hits. If you think that Bobby Miller is going to strike out more than five guys then, and it's set at 5.5, then you would go over that. Uh, So that's as easy as it is. That's as easy as it is. You go there, you pick your players, you pick your stats, you pick up or down, and you could win big. And all you got to do is choose two, but you can choose all the way up to eight. Go check it out right now because it's easy, easy way to make some picks, win some money. And right now they got, multi-pl- well, they got the multipliers called dynamic payouts. What's a dynamic payout? Every projection has a multiplier attached to it, but... Now you can combine them based on the number of legs in a contest as opposed to how it was before. So dynamic payouts, go check it out. You can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks. So use the promo code Locked On when you get the Sleeper app and you'll get an up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Make sure to make Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Become a part of the everydayers. All you got to do is find us via podcasts and on YouTube. Search Locked on Dodgers. Subscribe, watch, listen, do all those things. Tell your friends, tell your family. You can also listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for any game with SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers and you can be right in the game listening to the home broadcast for any game. All right, let's finish up. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, 1-2 Dodgers order. Mookie had, you know, we've talked a lot about Mookie. Mookie's seemingly co-favorite, if not the favorite, depending who you talk to, for MVP. Freddie's no slouch. He's in the top three for sure. Um, You know, he, he's cooled down a little bit based on what he was before, which is still a really good hitter. Not as good as he was when he was hitting like 500, but, you know, a little bit lower than that. But either way, Uh, Jeff, I think you have a stat from the six-game road trip on just how much damage these two did at the top of the dog order.
1: Yeah, I was watching the post-game show on Sunday, and uh, a reporter, it sounded like uh, one of uh, of the bills, I think, um, mentioned, and I had to look because I didn't believe it, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts combined for 29 hits on this six-game road trip. That's an average of almost two and a half hits per person per game. It's just ridiculous that... You know, the the two of them are both so hot at the same time. And and you know, like Freddie Freeman, you mentioned he's he's cooled off a little bit. He's batting 341 and had just hit his 49th and 50th doubles. Like he is going to be the first player since nineteen thirty-six to hit sixty doubles in a season. And uh, you know, his OPS is down to nine ninety-eight. Um, Mookie's is it, Uh, 1018, 20 points higher. Like they're, they're both just ridiculous right now. And Mookie was batting, what was he? It was, uh, 271, I think, at the beginning of the month. And, and now he's at 315. Um, it's just ridiculous what both of them are doing. And especially Mookie, how hot he is right now. Uh, 271 at the beginning of July, 279 at the beginning of August. And now he's at, at 315. Just, Crazy nutso stuff that he's doing and uh pretty awesome. Mookie in August, I'm just uh, batting 464 with a 1328 OPS, 10 doubles, 8 homers, 25 RBIs this month, and only 15 strikeouts in 107 plate appearances. Just just dominant. Yeah,
0: and Freddie broke Sean Green's record or Los Angeles Dodger record for most doubles in a season. He's needs two more to tie three more to pass Johnny Frederick for the most ever in Dodgers history. And you know how long the Dodgers have been
1: around, how many good hitters they've had.
0: That's pretty ridiculous.
1: And it's August 28th. Yeah, like he, yeah. he, he passed Sean green on August 27th. Uh, we still got, what is it? 33 games left.
0: Yeah. What's like the major it, league record? 62,
1: 67. Oh, 67. He probably won't get there. He's on yeah. pace for 63 right now. I mean, he could get hot, but he would have to be hot even by his standards. But, I mean, he's probably going to get to sixty, and like I said, nobody's done that since nineteen thirty six was the last time somebody hit at least sixty doubles in a season. Uh, it's crazy what he's doing, and it's crazy that he is probably only the second second most valuable player in the Do- in the top two batters in the Dodgers lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're obviously spoiled to watch it. Uh, like I mentioned, I mean, there was no Mookie returned. Mookie got his his. Um, Standing ovation before his first at bat. I guess this time it benefited that it was on Apple TV because we got it in 4K and it felt like he was in, I was in at Fenway Park because uh, I have a 4K TV. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, other than that, it was just kind of seemingly a regular weekend after that.
1: Yeah. And he, I thought he did a good job. And Dave Roberts mentioned this on Sunday too of he did a great job of dealing with everything that he had to deal with, whether, you know, seeing old friends and the emotions and everything and still going out there and doing his job and doing it really really well. Uh he finally got I think it was his last at bat of the of the series that he hot hit a home run over the monster. He had a chance to have a huge moment on Saturday. Came up Dodgers down by 3. He comes up with bases loaded, 2 outs in the ninth inning and put a charge into one but unfortunately at the center. Anywhere else in the stadium he hits it that far it's uh you know it, it probably wasn't high enough to get over the monster. But it would have been a double off the wall and scored at least two, uh, probably three. And so, you know, uh, he had some big moments, had, what, nine hits in the three games, eight or nine hits. And and just, yeah. And, and I loved, like, uh, I, I had some stuff to say about Boston fans last week. And, uh, but... You know There were a lot of Dodger fans there and a lot of Red Sox fans who were there to see Mookie specifically, and all three games. When he came up for his first at bat, he got a standing ovation all three times. He had had to tip his helmet all three games, and uh, that's the way you do it Uh, when a superstar player leaves. I've always been pleased for the most part with how Dodger fans treat guys. I was there at Yasiel Puig's first game back uh, and Jock Peterson's first game back. Uh, I think I've been there for a couple other first game backs, I, and I was there for Kike's first game back as a Dodger after coming back from the Red Sox. And, yeah, Dodger fans love their, their players. And uh, I was happy to see Mookie getting that same treatment from the Boston fans.
0: Yeah, it w- I think it helped that it was four years removed. Like, you know, if it had been one or two years, maybe a little bit more emotional at this point. You know, most of the talking points that would have, you know, like Freddie last year you know, how to talk about all the talking points again, Mookie got asked about a couple of them, but for the most part, you know, he doesn't have to talk about the fact that, you know, whether they made him a deal or not, you know, all that stuff was kind of out the door. It was more about like, how do you feel coming back? You know, Mookie even said a couple of times in different areas, how he wasn't sure how his return was going to be, which I think that was just Moody Mookie being modest because he knew he was going to get love and, and that's how it went. So yeah, it was, Fun to see for him. Um, I'm sure, you know, something he was looking forward to. And, you know, obviously we couldn't tell if that was something weighing on his mind because he was hot before it, hot over the weekend, and I don't expect him to really slow down after it now. So now that it's passed.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully he'll just stay hot. Uh, You know, the guy he got traded for, Alex Verdugo, had a big series Justin Turner, obviously, we mentioned, had a big series. And uh, all in all.
0: Connor Wong made a clutch out for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was a fun weekend for guys playing their old teams. Yeah.
0: Um, if you watched the episode on Friday, Mookie, Mookie was supposed to have Big Poppy. There were some travel issues that didn't end up working out. So we missed out on on a Bummer. Would, would have been a fun conversation. But either way, we'll see if they can get them before the end of season. So uh, you got
1: anything else, Jeff? Nope, that's it.
0: All right. Dodgers return back home. They got a series with the Dimebacks and then a series with the Braves. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, you know, there won't be as, too much stock into it, but fun to watch. And the, actually, the Dimebacks are hot right now, too. They've won a bunch of games in a row, and they're thrust themselves back into the wild card race uh, or, or wild card spot for sure. So, yeah, that's coming up. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. For you not your first listen of the day, go ahead and do that. Subscribe wherever you get podcasting on YouTube. You'll get notified. You'll have the episode ready for you every weekday morning, right when you wake up or when you're on your way to work, to so school, wherever you're going, we're there for you. Become a part of the everydayers. Those are our favorite people. The ones that listen every single day or close to every single day. So go become one of our favorite people. Remember SiriusXM or the SXM app, search Dodgers and you can listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. If you want to find us, we are on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincents91. You can DM Jeff or I on our personal accounts if you want to get a hold of us for any questions, comments, or concerns. Or you can send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail. Send us a text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your my advice by a podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.
1: We'll talk to you tomorrow.